0: Welcome everyone to the Lee Schools TV podcast. I'm Adam Wright. Joining us today is Shelley Taylor, the graduation coordinator for the School District of Lee County. Shelley, thank you for joining us.
1: You're welcome. Good morning.
0: You have been with the school district for 20 plus years, right?
1: I have. I have. I started in August of 1998. So it's been really exciting. But um, I actually moved here in the late 80s. Yes, yeah, so so, you grew up in Lee County. Right? I did. I grew up in Lee Went County. Went through the school system. Where'd mm-hmm. you graduate from I high did. school? I did. I graduated from Cape High back in 92. All right. The good days.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a Fort Myers grad myself, so awesome. i happy to have you here today. Yeah. Uh, now, the main focus of our conversation today will be ensuring student success, specifically mm-hmm. making sure kids graduate from high school. Absolutely. Because you're the graduation coordinator. Yeah. Now, you, your role as graduation coordinator, mm-hmm. this is a new position in the county. You you started uh, July of last year. I did. Just uh,
1: rolled over one year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: how did this position of graduation coordinator come to be, mm-hmm. and, and why was it created?
1: Um, well, it was a very exciting time for our district. Um, you know, we were looking strategically and, and really focusing on what our goal needs to be. Um, so in regards to you know where where should our district stand by 2020 um you know the executive team along with a lot of input from stakeholders and the community um developed a goal that our graduation rate, we really needed to gear it towards 90% by 2020. And so uh, Dr. Adkins and I had a wonderful uh, conversation in his office just about, you know, what are what are the things strategically that we can do and how can we look at things with a, a little bit of a different lens? Um, and so out of that came a great opportunity to be the district's first graduation coordinator.
0: So I want to add, you know, uh, I like to start off with Providing a little bit of context, Mm -hmm. so where you said the goal is to get to about a ninety percent graduation. Ninety percent. Where do we stand right now? Right
1: now, we're almost hitting eighty. We're at seventy-nine point seven. We had almost a one percent increase over the last the last year. Um, so we're, we're on the right track. Um, what we need to realize though, is that it's really not about getting to the 90%. It's really about having, having processes and strategies, um, in place and interventions for students to not only get to that 90%, but what are we going to do to sustain Mm -hmm. it? And that's where we really have to have a strong system in place.
0: And we'll talk about the exciting things you and your team have been working on Mm -hmm. to, to increase the graduation rate. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I wanted to, before we get to that, no, so we're hovering around 79, 80% graduation rate. I think that's, I mean, last Mm -hmm. year's graduation rate, I believe was the highest since 2010, 11. It
1: was, we are definitely on an upward trend for sure. We're just Mm -hmm. not where we need to be.
0: And I also read that if you take out the charter schools from the equation, Mm -hmm. then our graduation rate in our, you know, Traditional non-charter high schools is around eighty-eight percent. It I is. Think.
1: It is. It's significantly higher, and um, you know that that is a good point. Um, that's something that we continue to um, to work with our own district staff in understanding when is it the right time for a student to go to a charter. Um, you know, we don't want to ever wait until it's really too late for a student. Um, so we really need to be looking at interventions prior to you know their junior their junior Mm -hmm. or their senior year um but our relationship with our charters is very strong and our charters are an incredible partner Mm -hmm. with us and they really do offer a lot of support for students who need who need the type of structure that a charter school provides Mm -hmm. so we're very appreciative and
0: just a little more context the Mm -hmm. the state average for graduation rate Mm -hmm. i believe is about 85 it
1: is it's right around 85 Mm -hmm.
0: Right. And I think I read the the U.S. average is around 80, 81, I think
1: it it is. Um, there, there is um an incredible resource that um I tend to read up on almost daily. Um, but it's called Grad Nation, and so um they are really an alliance. And and we haven't spoken too much about this before. Um, but Grad Nation also has an overall goal for the nation to be at 90%. So what's neat is to see that our district is in alignment with that same nationwide goal. Um, and so we're, we're really working strategically at ensuring that that happens.
0: And I also saw that um, some good news is that minority student, African-American mm-hmm. students and Hispanic students, mm-hmm. their graduation rates have increased. It is. It,
1: it, is. it, it has it has increased um and i really one of the questions that some people will ask is um you know why do i feel like that population is increasing um and if i can just interject here one of the things that um, i do believe that we as a district because we're starting to really focus on our subgroups and we're starting to look at the culture and we're starting to understand students in in more of a way that um they know that we're engaging with them and that we're trying to engage with them all things um attendance behavior course performance but we have some incredible high schools that are doing very innovative things um just reaching out to subgroups and minority groups um there's beta chi that's happening out at lehigh Mm -hmm. senior high school Um, but that's only one you know there's there's a lot of really incredible innovative projects that are going on
0: always room for improvement yes now Some people might be wondering why we're even talking about graduation for our Mm, mm -hmm. um, podcast today because it's only August. That's right. But it's important to remember that ensuring graduation is a year-round process, and it's not only important Mm -hmm. for kids in high school.
1: It is. And our philosophy from our entire team and and definitely the heart of graduation for me is that graduation starts in pre-K, it is a pre-K initiative. Um, even right now, you know, we are um, not even finished with the first week of school, um, but we're looking at attendance patterns even as early as this first week. Um, we know that research says that within the first 20 days when students are absent twice, it sets a pattern for their entire um lifelong educational career. Um, We've also, you know, just done the math. And if students begin in kindergarten and they begin missing two days a month, by the time they're seniors, they have missed 11 months of education. Wow. So... It's, Almost a it's full really, year of education absolutely. that they're just missing mm-hmm. over the course of their Yeah. And even as a parent, I have, I have five children, um, three that are still in our district system, um, two that have graduated. But, you know, my children being absent two days a month, you might not seem that that's a really big deal. You mm-hmm. know, you've got medical appointments or this and that. Um, but I think it's really important for us to start focusing on the impact that that's really having on our students
0: i'm glad you brought up attendance because uh september is attendance awareness it month is. right it's attendance awareness. and month. talking to you before we started this podcast mm-hmm. i know you mentioned that attendance is something that you'd really like us to improve on right student attendance yes, for sure tell us where we sure. at with So
1: um, one of the things that we are focusing on in our district is um, students that are chronically absent, um, which means that over over a period of time that they have missed 10% or more. Um, so within a school year, we're really looking at monitoring those students, students specifically. Now, historically, um, school districts will often look at uh, daily average attendance. So when you pull up a school's daily average attendance and you see that it is somewhere around ninety percent or ninety-two, you might not really feel like there's there's much of of a warning there. It seems high. It seems high, right? Mm-hmm. It's in the nineties. Um, but but you could have a school that is ninety percent or higher. On their average daily attendance and still have 37% of your kids chronically absent. And that's where we as a district are starting to look at kids and what is the pattern and why are they absent and starting to ask those questions.
0: Why do you think students, what, what are the reasons students would be chronically absent? Um, I know, know there's, a, there's sure many right, different reasons. There's but. many,
1: many different reasons. Um, some of the things that we've looked at is transportation. Um, you know, some of the things that parents can even think about is having a backup plan. Um, you know, my, my own children ride the bus. Um, we understand that buses can be late. Um, but if we have a backup plan, and um, that's one thing that I know has helped our own family. Um, the other thing is medical appointments. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes medical appointments, we understand that we serve uh, many children with significant um, needs and, and may have therapies. Um, But we really want to work with community partners to ensure that our students are given all opportunities to have appointments outside of their instructional day. Mm -hmm.
0: Now, attendance Mm -hmm. is one of the ABCs, right? It is. And that's a a big focus this year is is focusing on the ABCs of education. That's right. What are the ABCs? The
1: ABCs. So it's attendance, behavior, and classroom success. Um, so, uh, one of the things that we look at in the eyes of graduation is trying to be very proactive. Um, so we, um, and I think we're going to talk about our early warning system Mm -hmm. here in a little bit. Um, but attendance is for, for us, um, the impact for that is loss of instructional time. So whether or not it's excused or unexcused, um, really, we don't, we don't look at that. Um, we look at the fact that a student is out and that they have a loss of instructional time. Um, in regards to behavior, we're looking at those students that are suspended either out of school or in school um, because we know that even when sco- when students are in school and they're suspended, they're not getting the same rigor of the classroom instruction. They're missing out on relationships in the classroom. And all the things that we know that kids, kids engage with, they're missing out on. Um, And then the last one, C, is for classroom success or or classroom and course performance. And that's where you really look at content mastery. You know, our students reading, writing, you know, understanding math and then getting moving forward into their credits to graduate.
0: So So we'll take the A Mm -hmm. out of ABC Attendance. Mm That's one of the indicators, right? That it you is. look for in this new early warning system that you and your team have implemented. I know right. Tammy Scott yes, uh, on your team been has phenomenal. been instrumental in mm-hmm. um, coming up with this new system, this early warning system. Yes. Tell so, us about this okay, early warning really system. I'm really happy to elaborate yeah. on this,
1: Adam, um, because uh, Tammy and I began uh, work last February. Um, actually it was a little bit later than that, but we really began to dig into the research and look at what are those, um, indicators that are causing students to be disengaged. Now, ultimately I'm looking in the eyes of graduation, right? So I'm looking at all the indicators that, um, might start as young as elementary school and middle school, but I was really looking at what does research say, and so we um, we developed a tool that we are using across the district now, essentially our early warning system. And we have 42 indicators, um, 42 I will say um, risk factors that are all working behind the scenes with our mm-hmm. fabulous uh, programmers, able to pull it all in through our um, in-house program for Castle. Um, but what we did was we took those 42 indicators. Okay. Yeah.
0: So there's 42. Can you there's give 42. me a, a Obviously, see attendance is one that you look at. Can yes. you give me some more examples of what the different indicators Abs- are?
1: Absolutely. So um, attendance, we look at all day absences, but then we also look at um, any day of OSS or ISS. It also falls under the category of um, missing instruction, right? Um, so we look at quarterly course failures uh, in ELA or math. We also look at FSA achievement. Um, and then uh, we also look at students that are scoring substantially below in, um, in reading. Um, then when we move on to some additional indicators, we're looking at GPA.
0: I'm going to have you, yeah. if you want to look at your, you you look bring at them this? right here. So that I way will. you're still talking into the microphone. Oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah. Awesome. <clears throat>
1: Um, so we're also thinking of and um, looking at the GPA. Um, we're looking at credits. So in middle school, you know, our students in sixth grade at the end of sixth grade, are they are they missing any really core um, credits? Um, we're looking at students that are not able to meet that civics credit. Um, we're looking at students that have been retained. Um, one of the things in our district that we have looked at is, um, you know, does retention really work? Um, we know that we've got some statute behind us that says, you know, we've we've got to do something different for third graders. Um, so in our district, we um, we have data that <clears throat> says if you are retained or even good cause promoted in third grade, you have about half half of a chance to graduate on time. Um, so really that pulls us down into that pre-K, kindergarten, first, second grade level to really focus, which is exciting because as a graduation coordinator, a lot of people do think this is a high school initiative, but it's really not. It's about looking at students very young and looking at what indicators them all they throughout have.
0: Tracking their... mm-hmm. okay. So you've yeah. got forty-two different 42. indicators you're looking at. That is mm-hmm. so you've used early warning systems in the past and mm-hmm. you know, other school districts have as well, right? Yes, but absolutely. The difference between and this one is mm-hmm. unique to our school district because What we had 12 indicators that you were looking at before, and now you have 42.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So a couple of years back, um, we did, like you said, we did have an early warning system. And um, basically, it was built on the premise of if you had uh, two or three indicators, you were at low risk. If you had four or five indicators, maybe six, you were at medium risk. If you had over six, you were at high risk. Um, And what we really wanted to do is we wanted to be able to look at the relationship of the indicators. For example, in the old system, you might've had a student that had a GPA of under a 2.0, but they might've only had that one risk indicator. Maybe they were attending school on time. Uh, They were well-behaved. There was no referrals and no suspensions. Mm -hmm. So they only had the GPA. So they would have fallen into a weak risk where we now, our early warning system says, you know what, that's an essential component Yeah. Some, some indicators
0: are, are weighted heavier are. than others. Yeah,
1: it's really about the relationship of the indicator working side by side with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, even at the high school level, um, we weigh the GPA higher than attendance. We know attendance is important. We've got to engage our students and our families. But also, we know that students can be resilient and they can overcome barriers, mm-hmm. um, and so that's where you know we have to essentially look at the GPA. Yeah. Component. And they can be
0: related because you know, uh, if you, oh, if you yes. have a ton of absences, then it's likely that your GPA might be lower. It than, is. Yeah. It
1: is absolutely more likely. Um, mm-hmm.
0: So you have a, a few different systems that compile all this data for you, these indicators of student, and then funnel them into. Mm-hmm. Uh, some spreadsheets that you look at, or?
1: Actually, it's really nice because um, schools can look at one screen. Mm-hmm. And all of the students within the school are going to fall under one of, one of the um, four tabs. So you'll see students that are under the weak risk, and the light risk and the moderate risk, and then your strong risk. Um, on top of it, uh, last year we had some legislation. We had the House Bill 7069 that came behind. The work that Tammy and I had done through the early warning system and supported the fact that um, districts need to have a to K-8 system in place where we are documenting um, of all of the 42 indicators, there's four that the state really look at, um, but it's the 10% or more absent. So we're looking at chronic absences, um, we're looking at OSS and ISS, and then also we're looking at uh, course failure and um, FSA. So those are the four. So we we embed the, that legislative uh, requirement into our existing early warning system, which is awesome because it meets it meets both requirements.
0: Now is this the is this school year the first school year that you're using this new early warning system? It
1: is absolutely. So um, Tammy and I rolled it out. We um, with the help of our our data guys and Castle and programmers, um, we were able to complete our first training back in February. Uh, but what's really um, innovative is that all of our schools this year have a requirement to write a school improvement plan and the data that drives their school improvement plan is the early warning system data
0: so how is it utilized let's when you find a student mm-hmm. that you know meets some criteria saying hey this student is at risk disengaged Absolutely. Yes. You have the data. Then what happens the when data. you when you when you find a mm-hmm. student you lock onto a student that you we do that's at risk. Yeah. What happens then? Okay.
1: So I'm really glad that you asked that because um, that's that's really why why we train yeah. on the early warning system. You can have um, all the data in the we world. Have but, it all, if, yeah. but if we don't do anything with it, yeah. And we don't know what it really means. um, It's really non-essential. So what schools are doing is um, they are looking at their early warning system data and uh, they are... um, grouping into professional learning communities so we refer to them in the district as PLCs and um, so what they're doing is they're looking at the student specific behind the data and then um, we will look at interventions Um, the first thing that we look at is student engagement Um, And we start asking those questions. If the indicator is attendance, then we've got to start asking why. Why is the student not attending? Um, What are the patterns of attendance? Um, For example, at the elementary level, um, we might look across the grade levels and look to see, you know, is there a particular grade level that has higher attendance um, or less students that are chronically absent? And what is it that that grade level is doing? So we are really encouraging schools to start asking those questions of of each other and the colleagues. Um, and then also, you know, mentoring, mentoring is a huge piece. Um, so we've got a couple of, um, of projects right now, we have Destination Graduation, where we're working with our Southwest Florida Workforce Development Board um, on on providing uh, mentors that are from the community into five of our high schools. But then also, we were just awarded the Check and Connect Grant, which I'm really excited to talk about. Um, but that is going to allow our district some additional funds and resources and technical assistance all uh, based on the research of student engagement and what is it that we need to do to engage students, looking at the data behind attendance, behavior, course performance, but then also the resources of what do you do? How do you ga- engage a family that um, doesn't doesn't seem to value education? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're looking at training folks in the schools to better understand how to do that.
0: Uh, training teachers. Is
1: it? Teachers, mm-hmm. staff. I mean, really, um, you know, if you look across research, research says it's one caring adult. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you can think back to high school, but if you think about, you know, one or two teachers or maybe staff members that made a difference, mm-hmm. it could have been somebody in the front office, it could have been somebody in the cafeteria. You know, it was just you knew that you had a caring adult at that school, and that's what our hope is, is that families will be encouraged, and that teachers will be encouraged, and that staff will be encouraged to know that all of us can make a
0: difference. Do you find that the school district has enough resources to deal with the amount of students we may have that are at high risk for Mm -hmm. disengagement or Mm -hmm. not graduating? Um, I know it's you, a you know, loaded that's question. A,
1: that's a it's a tricky question to answer, yeah, yeah. but um, really, my first thought is yes, mm-hmm. because it's about relationships. Mm-hmm. We have teachers, we have families, so uh, amongst the two, if we can just use our relationships, build the encouragement and the engagement between the two, I, that's our answer.
0: So the training has mm-hmm. happened. For or Check and Connect? It's, or, and it's ongoing? Yeah. Well,
1: Check and Connect, What we were just awarded mm-hmm. um, Check and Connect. So um, the funds will be awarded to us in October, and then we'll start getting that training out to schools.
0: Cool. And I know it's it kind of almost reminds me a little bit about when they talk about analytics and sports. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some people that... You know love analytics and that's what they, they just look at the numbers and mm-hmm. form their teams based on on, on data mm-hmm. and there's other you know old school um, players that don't like the analytics and they think mm-hmm. there's more to sports than just just data and numbers Absolutely. so yes. and you, i know you want to talk about how it's important not to view the early warning system as as a negative as far as right. just crunching numbers and because you're really looking at the whole student, right?
1: Yes. We we definitely encourage staff when they look at the early warning system to not use it as a negative tool in any way. For example, um, if you see a student that does have uh, a couple indicators showing that they're at strong risk for disengagement, not to use that to say to a parent, your child is not going to graduate. That's the last mm-hmm. type of statement that we wanna send. What the statement is and what the tool is, is it's an early warning. We wanna catch students before they become disengaged. Um, so of course, we've got a lot of indicators working behind the scenes so that we can, we can really start looking at groups and subgroups and target our interventions for students. Um, but it is not to be used as a negative tool at all. It's to catch kids early and really develop those interventions that Mm. they need.
0: Can you talk a little bit about how kind of revolutionary it is or how we're kind of pioneers almost in that we're, we're utilizing this, this 42 indicator system.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, um, you had mentioned my colleague, Tammy Scott. Mm -hmm. Um, Tammy is our, uh, district coordinator for MTSS. And, um, you know, when, when you really start thinking of the idea behind, students being on time and on track. The ultimate goal is graduation, but it's really about the interventions. Um, So after uh, Tammy and I uh, came up with our early warning system, we were actually approached by the um, problem-solving response to intervention team um, in our uh, local area here to present our early warning system uh, in a webinar. It was a, that's a a non-school district. It is. It's a discretionary fund. So, um, they are a resource for us. And so it was great because folks even outside of Lee County are recognizing that the, the work that we're doing in Lee County, and it is very innovative. Mm -hmm. Um, many schools and districts will, um, spend a lot of money to, to hire, uh, corporations and companies that, um, have developed early warning systems and they can step in. Um, the great thing about this being in-house, um, is that we are the ones that have the relationships with the students and we can look at our trend data. That's also one very important thing when you're working with an early warning system is to not make it so, um, so structured in a way that it can't be flexible. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the things that we haven't really spoken much about this morning, um, but it's important for the impact for our district is mobility. Um, you know, research doesn't, doesn't come up with mobility, um, much in the eyes of an early warning system, but we know the impact of of mobility in our district. Mobility as as, as in terms of? Like students um, transferring in and out from one school to another. Um, So one of the great things, about how an early warning system is even beneficial to a district is that you can look at your data and then look at your policies and procedures and see if we have policies and procedures in place that support what the research says. Um, One of the new things this year is um, that we are going to drastically um, decrease movement for uh, students after the second week of school. Um, one of the other things that we're um, putting into place with our, with our new office of um, student enrollment is that middle schoolers will be required to stay in their school through the semester. And then if there's a challenge or an issue, they can work with a student assignment, they can work with their school. Why, and then why is that important? It's really important because that's where our students master content and that's how they earn uh, credit for that semester so what happens is if a student were to leave um, halfway through the semester and go to a different school uh, that student could be off track. Um, they could have already mastered some of some of the um, some of the content. Um, maybe they were behind. Um, one of the things I think it's really important to even throw in here is um, how innovative our district has been with the curriculum maps and the instructional guides. Um, that is phenomenal. The impact of our entire district being able to be on the same page um, with our mobility issues and getting our graduation rate to 90%, that is, that's is—that's just innovative. Mm-hmm. So we're really excited how so many different departments have really demonstrated the, um, the knowledge and the wisdom to think outside of the box and to think about how we can really get all of our families on the right page, all of our students on the right page, um, on track and on time to graduate.
0: I think it's really impressive that you and your team have been able to come up with this in-house, mm-hmm. this new system. And you also have a graduation task force. We right? do.
1: We are developing that this year. Um, that is very exciting. That's an opportunity um really for district folks and school folks to start having conversations with a laser like focus into their data. Um, there's there's two different components to looking at graduation. One is is the data and the coding, and and we know the effect of kids withdrawing um, either withdrawing as a dropout or a non-graduate um, but then we also look at the intervention side and the intervention side is where our early warning system comes in but the other side is um, is the data and, and looking at the coding.
0: So this task force graduation mm-hmm. task force how mm-hmm. many people are on it what what oh, is their role? Um,
1: Okay, so we are, um, what essentially it will be is that we will have some experts around the table that can deliver um, and communicate what uh, the dropout rate is at a particular school, how many students are non-grads, look at the early warning system data, look at the impact school by school um, on attendance, and on behavior, and on course performance, and really picking up on patterns of uh, where, where kids are missing credits. So at the table, we would have the counselor. We would have a school social worker. We might have a nurse. Um, We may also have um, an intervention support specialist. Um, We are fortunate in our district to have that position at every school, Um, but that's really the person that uh, looks at interventions and the structure within the school. Um, So it's got to be a team approach. Um, It can't fall on the shoulders of one particular person at all.
0: Is there anything else before we move on? To mm-hmm. That anything else about the early warning system or the graduation task force that you wanted to mention?
1: And we've had um, really great response. I I just as we go out and we train um, schools and staff the The response that we get is, how can I get this in the hands of my students? And that's really exciting for us um, to be overcoming just the barriers or something new, you know. Um, but uh, teachers are, they want to use it. They want to give information to students. And um, even, you know, teachers that are in gaming and design and uh, teachers that are teaching art, uh, it's really awesome to see that those content area teachers are are engaging with kids in a way, and the early warning system gives them a tool to do that, gives them a, a, a way to just be transparent and say, "This is this is where you're at. This is where your GPA is. This is where your credits are," um, and and that to me is that's new for us. Um,
0: so, will the teachers have access to the the mm-hmm. same data that? That you have, they do. Okay.
1: Yep. they can. They can look at their school data. I can look at data across the schools, sure. um, but they can look individually mm. at, um, and then they can even create groups.
0: Do they get like a so. quarterly report, or is this something they can look at? They can e- look at every, every day, day. Yeah.
1: and that's the great thing um, is that the data in the early warning system is updated every night. So, um, if you're working with a student and you're tracking attendance, mm. it can be a daily thing. You can always look to see, you know, if if the attendance is getting better. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You've,
0: you know, you're also working on something called Project 10.
1: Okay, Project 10. Yeah, what is Project um, 10? And so Project 10 is a discretionary project, which means that they are outside of our district, um, so they are state-funded. Um, but the resources that we bring to um, our district – are, are really, um, they, they stem out of the work from uh, Project 10. Project 10 started uh, doing a color coding system and really looking at a, a very strategic way to project a graduation, rate for any school at any given time based on GPA and credits and um, state assessment criteria. And so we really have to be thankful for our discretionary projects. Um, Resources and uh, books and research are provided um, by discretionary projects as well. So we, we would not be where we are in Lee County today without the help and the support of discretionary projects, like I mentioned, um, problem-solving, RTI, and then also uh, Project 10.
0: So, Project 10 is something newer. This is something that we've been. No,
1: we've we doing. have been establishing relationships with Project 10. Um, the main focus from Project 10 is working with students with disabilities. Uh, but what we know out of that is that those core strategies. Are, are they benefit all students? Mm-hmm. So, as we are um, really focusing on subgroups like our students with disabilities, um, one of the things we didn't mention, um, I failed to mention in our grad rate, They're at um, our, students with disabilities have a lower graduation rate. Um, we made an incredible difference last year uh, with increasing 6% from 50 to 56. Um, we're hoping to be much higher than that, um, you know, with the support of individual education plans, 504 plans, um, it really should be a level playing field for our students with disabilities.
0: So this Project 10 gives schools a kind of a a real-time fluid look Mm -hmm. on a daily basis of what Chances of their what their graduation rate yeah, so, will likely be.
1: Well, not not exactly. Okay. So Project Ten, um, they are uh, just a resource for us. Okay. Um, so every year um, they participate in in conferences and folks from school staff are invited. So it's really technical support. Okay, um, and then we take it and um, so the idea of color coding graduation rates and that um, was provided from project 10, but then we took it and we, we put it into our early warning system, the color coding. Um, but then we are using that to increase our, our grad projections. We're going to use that type of format through our graduation task force. Mm -hmm. Um, that gives us a way to look at real time data. Cool.
0: And you also brought it's, the something called the One Million It's the One
1: Million Project. Um, well, what is that? That is a partnership between the school district and Sprint. Um You can hold it up. Hold it up for that camera. Hold it up yeah. that. <laughs> um so and and what Sprint has provided for us is um twenty five hundred hotspot devices, um, where we can look at our students that are at most risk for being disengaged, but also have a barrier to internet at home. And we want to overcome that. So for free total, no expense at all. Uh, we have 2,500 devices that we are getting into our high schools, um, to be used. So students won't, won't, uh, have that barrier of not being able to work outside of the classroom.
0: That that's great. What cool. kind of effect do you do you see this having on well, student success?
1: Well, we um, of course we hope that this allows students to um, be more engaged in uh, work outside of the classroom, like homework or research. Um,
0: so these are these are like Wi-Fi hotspots they that are. they can take home with them?
1: They can. Cool. They can take home take home with them. Um, they're, uh, they have plenty of uh, internet uh, accessibility throughout the month. Um, and then when a student graduates, um, they also uh, have an opportunity to apply to get a free smartphone. Wow. So
0: that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. All Whatever
1: right. we can do to engage students. Yeah.
0: So, so uh, that's great. Is there anything else? We haven't gotten to Uh, any other exciting projects. Your team is working on so much,
1: Adam. I think I could spend the entire day talking to you. Um, No, I think uh, we are just really surrounding ourselves with the ABCs. Mm -hmm. Um, We know the importance of attendance, behavior, and classroom success. We have this incredible tool called the Early Warning System that is available to our staff, Um, and we we more than anything want to um, engage families. Um, we want students to be on track and on time. Um, so it's it's a great privilege to be in this position as a graduation coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that we have a lot of work ahead of us, but we have accomplished an incredible amount mm-hmm. of work just in the last year.
0: Yeah, goal is to get that graduation rate district wide to 90%. And then be and able
1: to sustain it. Yeah, well, and then it's also
0: important for people to <laughs> right. realize that that's not likely to happen in one year, right? right? It'll take some time. Absolutely. But we're heading in the right direction. We are
1: headed in yeah. the right direction. Cool. Takes a village. <laughs>
0: oh, how 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 excited are you f- to to start implementing this this year and and see where it goes?
1: I am very excited. Um, and and that is just to say the least. Um, we have just some incredible opportunities. Um, I think that we can if we continue to think outside of the box. Um, if we continue to recognize that a graduation is um. It's a it starts in pre-K, like Mm -hmm. I said, Um, and we just have the lens of of every day we have an opportunity to impact a student. We have an opportunity to engage with the student and the family and then not to become um, not not to become any type of uh, conflict when we do enter a problem solving situation Um, and to recognize that, you know, our students are going to give their best. Um, We just got to continue to engage them.
0: Well, and we have all the faith in the world in our students.
1: Yes, we do. For sure. (laughs) But it takes hard work, (laughs) dedication. It it does. It does. They have to be committed to be, to be there.
0: Well, you've certainly put in some hard work and you're certainly dedicated. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Shelly, for joining us today. You're welcome. It was my pleasure. And thank you for joining us as well and listening to the Lee Schools TV podcast. We'll see you next time.